Hello, this is Jake, and I'm here with my cousin and co-host Johnny to bring you another episode of the Fluff to Buff Fitness Podcast. Today is Saturday Matters, and Johnny and I want to spend a little time catching up and chatting about what matters to us most. Johnny, how's it going, man? Hey, Jake. It's going pretty good. I, I gotta be honest, man. I'm really glad to have you back, brother. I've missed you. Dude, I'm super glad to be back. I uh, I missed my family. I missed being at home. I, I had a great time down in Honduras. Um, yeah. It was a awesome place to be a nurse, awesome place to be supportive of people. Um, and I, I don't want to throw a butt in there, but I missed my yeah. family. I missed my routine, you know, all that kind of stuff. So For sure. Yeah, I mean, any any kind of extended travel like that is is enough to kind of make, make you feel a little disjointed, especially – were you, I'm assuming you were probably in a different time zone ish. I'm, I'm, my geography sucks, Jake. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Um, believe it or not, I was in Central, so I was only okay. an hour off. Um, well, that's not bad. No, not at all. So it made it really easy for me to be able to uh, pretty much keep on track with most of my exercise, you know, being able to keep up with the lives on E2M and um, do some sort of exercise every morning before I got up and, and got out. I, I didn't experience yeah. any jet lag or uh, travel weariness or anything like that. I, I, yeah, overall, things were, uh, things were really good while I was down there. Good. Now, I want to interject real quick. You've mentioned, uh, you've used this phrase before on a podcast episode, and you just used it again. And I wanted to clarify, um, have you help clarify for our listeners? You referred to keeping up with the lives on E2M. And at first, it almost sounded like lies on E2M. But I know what you're talking about. Okay. But can you clarify keeping up with, with, with what? That's what? Yeah. Okay. So... E2M has recorded content and live content. The lives are um, the morning workouts where we have a live trainer and as many as 2,000 of us live doing the workout at the time that it's actually occurring. So we refer to those as lives. Gotcha. L-I-V-E. Not, not L-I-E. It's not a lie, friends. E2M right. works. It does. <laughs> Absolutely. I am uh, living proof that that live works. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, right. but I'm glad you were able to keep up with things while you were gone. Can you, you know, tell, tell me a little bit about, uh, we, ha we haven't chatted yet really to, to kind of yeah. catch up. Tell me about the kinds of things you were doing. Was there anything that like just really struck you or, or stood out from the experience that you'd share? Yeah. Um, like I said, Honduras was a great place to be able to serve and to do things. Um, it's simple because a lot of the stressors that we might have are, are gone. You know, I'm out of country. I'm, I'm sort of on vacation. I was in a position to be able to wake up, try to do good, go home and go to sleep and then try again the next day. It was, it was a really cool place for me to be a nurse. Um, that's awesome. We went to several villages on the interior of um, of Honduras. So our home base was a orphanage um, called the Sociedad Amigos de los Niños, which means the Society for Friends of Children. Um, gotcha. And um, Sociedad or San is the other thing that they call it, um, yeah. was our home base. And then we traveled as far as maybe an hour and a half to two to different villages each day to mm -hmm. go deliver care. Um, gotcha. we saw, 
tons of diabetes. We saw tons of people with hypertension. We saw plenty of cough, cold, and regular um, regular illnesses that we all experience. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, we saw a lot of people with some parasite issues because, unfortunately, the water is not incredibly sanitary. The way that they mm-hmm. have water pumped into those villages every three to four days means that it has to sit for a long time once it gets right. to the villages. Um, mm-hmm. So we saw a lot of people with uh, gut and bowel issues and things like that. Yeah, um, that's a bummer, dude. Yeah, man. Um, it made me very, very grateful to be in the shape that I was am in and was in, um, Mm -hmm. not only for the things that I stated, but also it's, it's a mountainous country. It's a hilly terrain. So when we're in these villages, we're climbing up hills and around things and up, um, to be able to get to different homes and to do home visits or to just get to different parts of the, um, brigades that we set up. So that's what we call these, um, kind of traveling medical units they're set up with an intake area where we talk to people and we ask them questions like who are you how far did you travel how old are you how many people live in your house what's your water like you know things like that and then they move on to an area where we check their vitals and we might do point of care testing depending on what type of known issues they have so meaning so if somebody's diabetic we might check their blood sugar for them Um, right from there, they move on to see a doctor. And then if all things are okay, they move on to a pharmacy and they get their meds. If further testing is required, they would bounce back to vitals and we would do more of that uh, point of care testing like your analysis, um, again, blood sugars. We might do pregnancy tests and anything else that we had available to us. We'd perform those tests and then send them back to the doc until we could kind of satisfy all of the areas that we knew we could address. Sure. Now, Jake, I'm, I'm assuming that this, this effort um, is organized and mobilized by some sort of nonprofit like organization or something, correct? Yeah, it's it's run out of um, through Sociodot, um, which is again that the place where we were staying. They sort of organize all of this. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Now, is that is that something though that if people wanted to support? Somehow, is there any kind of link or anything that we could we could give them or, or an organization we could tell them that they could make donations to? Because not all of us are medical professionals that could go on a trip like that. Right. Um, but hearing the type of aid that you're you're able to offer people that are in need uh, definitely strikes a chord with me, and I think it, it may with some of our listeners that may just want to be supportive of something like that. So yeah, let me maybe. let us know if there's something we can do, and we'll we'll make sure to put that in the description um, of this podcast episode where they can go and, and and support somehow, find a way to support that kind of effort. Yeah, there's a, a real simple URL. It's sanhn.org, and that is the uh, Sociodad um, URL that people can follow to read a little bit about it. And I believe that there is a donation link in there. And Johnny, like you said, we can go ahead and add this to the description of the um, podcast. Right on, Jake. That is so exciting, dude. Thank you for an incredible update. I'm so proud of you and so oh, glad. Thanks, man. So glad you, you made it home safe, too. Let's talk fitness. So, Johnny, tell me, man, we talked a little bit about what's going on with me. What about you, fitness-wise? What kind of things have you been up to over the last couple of weeks since we, we haven't had a chance to talk or catch up? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Jake. I uh, the last couple of weeks, I have been more 
relaxed than I wish I had been. Um, it, it has come during a time of transition. Um, okay. Okay. I've kind of alluded to that some on previous episodes that, you know, kind of in a season of change and uh, a little bit of upheaval, up, upheaval in my life. Um, and so I have found myself not every day putting in that hour, hour and 10 minutes like I, like I was. So these last two weeks have been a little bit less. I'd say the last maybe 10 days, right, have been a little bit less. Okay. I am still showing up every day. I'm giving myself the time that I need. Uh, to get moving, to get active, to sweat, to stretch. I'm stretching still um, and everything. So I am being active, but I'm going to be honest with you, this has been right right after hitting my year mark, right? Um, yeah. has been my first little bit of a dip into sort of a relaxed couple of weeks with regards to how much time I've put into my fitness routine. Um, Mm-hmm. But that literally has come with sort of a barrage of, of things in, in life. Um, so I'm happy um, and getting settled, uh, which is allowing me to get back into feeling like I can own my routine. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of where things are. I've not been to the gym in a couple of weeks. You know, with, with, with that change has come not being to the gym in a couple of weeks. I have been going for walks, which has been wonderful, um, you know, to add to my supernatural time. Uh, right, but I'm I'm able to now looking forward into this weekend and this coming week, you know, be able to spend more time and stay more focused on my fitness goals. Uh, my nutrition has been a little bit all over the place as well in the process of of transition, um, but I'm starting to get a handle on that as well. Um, but I feel great. I feel strong. I feel healthy. Um, actually, went out, Jake, and bought a new pair of jeans, a new shirt, and a new jacket the other day. Okay. And they, they were all a size smaller than I had been wearing. I'm, I'm the, the t-shirt, the jacket are both XL, and the jeans are 14 inches smaller than what I was wearing a year ago. So Dude, I'm stoked. That yeah. is amazing. I, it's got to feel good. It has got to feel good. Feels great, man. It really feels great. Like I, I'm, I even had a relative recently um, that was visiting in town. Um, and... She looked at me. She said, "Is it just me, or have you gotten taller? Like, have you gotten <laughs> taller? You know." And she knew that I had lost weight, but she was like, "You have you also gotten taller?" And I, I said, "Well, you know, honestly, I probably stand taller." Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, you could. just straight up, I'm sure I'm I'm standing with my head up and my shoulders back, and I'm not hunched over, feeling bad about myself anymore. So yeah, I may look a couple inches taller to you, you know. Um, and it was just so sweet. It was meant obviously as a compliment, you know. And I took it that way. It was an encouraging thing to hear. Um, but that's how I feel. I feel like I stand taller, more confident, and I feel better in my skin. You know, that so, is really cool. Yeah. Tell me, Jake, like uh, fitness wise, especially being out of the country, I know that you mentioned you were able to continue to do E2M and, and things like that. But, um, you know, how, how did that impact, enhance or, you know, pull down whatever? What, what kind of impact did being uh, out of the country have on your on your fitness? Yeah. So not every trip has to be like this when you're on vacation or, or out of the country. However, mine, uh, because of the circumstances, you know, I was in central Honduras. It, it's not an incredibly safe country. So I was under guard a lot of times. Um, and were you running we were, with an entourage? What's that? Were you running with an entourage? See, that's the problem is I couldn't find anybody who could kind of break away to go run with me. So um, to be able to get cardio in, I would run in circles, these 
one six mile loops and i would do that maybe 30 or 40 times to be able to um get my you know get five or six miles or whatever and then i needed to get in yeah Um, it was yeah man it's funny on strava (laughs) there's just this big orange smear going around in a circle over and over and over Um, oh my gosh that's hilarious imagine people seeing you and like what is he running from is there like a bee chasing him or what's his deal (laughs) right the first couple times i ran past one of my guards he's like looking at me baka's like like looking sideways and then eventually he realizes okay he's doing exercise and he's you know pumping his fist and, and waving at me as I go by. Um, some of the students that were there were doing the same thing. It was pretty cool. Um, so my exercise, I had to be creative about getting my exercise done. The live portion of what I do through E2M was easy. It's a matter of opening my phone up and doing whatever is in front of me. Right. Um, the cardio, now that was where I had to be creative. And you know, like I said, I figured out running around in circles because I couldn't get somebody to take me off compound to be able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And then my eating, I, I stayed true to my gallon or so or gallon plus of water. And actually that intake went up a good bit because it was 85 degrees and I was wearing long sleeves and, and pants every day. Um so that intake stayed consistent. My um, fasting stayed consistent. Where I had no control was the food that was served to me. Um, sure. Yeah. So I, I ate. I ate the traditional Honduran food. I ate whatever they put in front of me, and I I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't go whole hog. If I felt like I was like really craving more food, I went back and I got vegetables or fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, instead yeah. of eating the main entree again, right? With I think just a couple exceptions, they had some amazing fish one night, and <laughs> there were there were a couple of extra breadsticks that I might have had, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. No, that's awesome, man! It sounds yeah. like you you were you were intentional and and dedicated and focused on making sure that you kept giving your body what it needed. That's that's always awesome to hear, man. And that's you know what we've been talking about from the beginning here on on the podcast. So I'm glad to hear that you were able to do that. I'm sure you've coming home, you feel better about that time again, knowing that, no, man, I, I still, I was sticking with it. Like I'm doing the thing, still doing the thing. Yep. And you know, because of how strict I typically eat, you know, the, the E2M diet is, um, easy to follow once you're on it, but it is a strict diet. And when you go off of, plan, you kind of experienced some, some issues and I didn't like the way I was feeling. So when I got home and could start eating, you know, my regular food again, um, you get very in tune on that type of a, of a diet when you're, um, when you're just eating clean to things that give you, uh, upset stomach or whatever. Um, sure. And I was ready to be back in eating the way that I, I know is best for me. That's awesome, man. That's one of the biggest things for me that made a difference like that, that I've, I've stuck to has been when I stopped drinking carbonated um, drinks, as far as just like the gut health, kind of that feeling of bloaty, icky, you know, um, when I, when I stopped and realized how much cleaner I felt, I just felt better. I felt lighter. Um, right. you know, made, made a big difference. And I, that's something that I have stuck with just cause I broke the habit and now, you know, why start again? Right. Right. Uh, but that's, that's awesome, buddy. 
Listen, while we're talking about, you know, being intentional, staying intentional, my thought, you know, being close here to the beginning of the year, Jake, I just did a little sort of three minute uh, focus thought episode for everybody for Wednesday, but I really wanted to have a good discussion with you about, you know, being at the beginning of the year, looking forward, um, you know, not just goal setting, like we know we need to set goals, but but sort of adopting a mindset of intentionality and how important that is in everything that we do. Um, and really wanted to ha- have you be able to chime in on that some and not not try to drive that conversation so much myself because I blabbed about it for three minutes on Wednesday. Right. Um, but just really to kind of hear your thoughts on, you know, what what the mental positioning looks like in order to be intentional and to be focused. What What are your thoughts on that, buddy? I think first off, you have to have a desire to do it. Um, to, uh, we've talked about it. You need to build momentum to be able to have the the opportunity, the fortitude to be able to kind of power through on the days that you um, don't want to do things, the days you don't want to eat the way you might want, might know you need to, or work out like you've been talking about, um, you know, your, your own personal life. You, you were vulnerable there and shared that, you know, it's been difficult for you to kind of keep, um, keep as, keep up as much as you had been, but you're staying consistent with, you know, continuing to work out, you know, you're prioritizing that, but you didn't do that. And you would not have, I don't think would not have been able to have done that had you not built up all of the successes over the last year to kind Mm -hmm. of keep blowing wind in your sails when you're in a, um, when you're in a different situation, I almost use the word low situation. I don't know if that's a good, good word or good analogy or whatever, but you know, when, when, when things aren't perfect, um, you've got to have something pushing you. And Mm -hmm. I think it needs to be that desire. Um, sure. Yeah. If, if I were going through some of the transitions I'm going through right now, last year, this time where I was only, what, 11 days, you know, into my journey. Yeah. Right. I'd have been derailed. I'd, I would have had to have started over a few weeks later or a month later, or two months later, who knows if I would have ever gotten back going. Cause I, I did not have enough momentum at that point. I don't believe momentum takes time to build. You have to build it. It's an effort to build that momentum, no, no matter how you look at it, but yeah. having that mental determination to build the momentum while you can, is uh is definitely a must like we have to it's the mind game we've, we've gone around and around about it so many times it is a mind game you have yep. to choose in your mind i am going to do this i am going to do this in order to build that momentum yep and i think that um you know you have to build that momentum to be able to be intentional. I think you can start wanting to be intentional, but for it to be an autopilot type thing, you've got to have that momentum. And I think that's where both you and I are kind of at. It is in some ways an autopilot. We've talked about the fact that, you know, where we're at right now, I think is easier, you know, to, to continue a streak of whatever you're at, 360 some odd days, 70, 80 days at this point, And wherever I'm at, you know, probably 400 something it's, it's easier for you and I than it is somebody day 11 mm-hmm. um, to, to keep going. But again, that's because we, we've been intentional for so long. So sure, um, yeah. I think you've got to have a desire. I think you've got to um, recognize wins along the way because I think that helps you um, to 
enjoy it and continue to desire to do more, to advance, to, to whatever it might be. But I think you have to set yourself up with wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's another way to kind of live with intentionality is to set yourself up for a way to enjoy what you're doing. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I was, um, I was just going to say, I think that you've also got to, you've got to plan. We, we've talked about this before. Um, it, I, I don't own this, but I've heard a very wise person say that planning, I'm sorry, not planning is the same as planning to fail. Um, Failing to plan is planning to fail. There we go. Much better. You're articulating it way better than I was. You've, but you've got to have a plan. You need to have a plan for when you're going to work out. You need to have a plan for what you're going to eat. You've got to think about those things because on the fly, you're going to reflexively go back to the easy things. Easy is not working out. Easy is microwaving something when maybe you need to get the pots and pans out. Yeah, it's good, man. You got to plan the hard stuff. Otherwise, you'll fall into the easy stuff, and the easy stuff is going to leave you exactly where your fluffy behind has been all this time. Sitting there like a wet noodle, not doing anything. And I'm not just talking physique. I'm talking about every every area of your life that you want to polish and make stronger and be stronger at mental health, emotional health, relational health, all of those things. Plan to do the hard things. Jake, I think mm-hmm. that's that's a good statement right there just to like drive all of that concept home. Plan to do the hard things. There's a guy that I'm hoping we're going to be able to have on the podcast soon. He's agreed to join us. I just have to schedule. His name's Lee Harrington. And Lee has oh, been making yeah. a statement over this last year. I've been watching him. I can't until I can. And I just yeah. love that. I can't wait to hear him unpack that. But that comes to mind with regards to planning the hard things. Because the whole idea was, well, I can't do it yet, but I, but there will come a point where I can. But the only way I can get to from I can't to I can is if I plan hard things. If I do it, I take the incremental steps. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear his story and, and, and let him tell, uh, tell us all about that. That's going to be exciting coming up here. Hope, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to get him here on the podcast. That's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to that. Me too, buddy. Well, Jake, before we close out, are there any big plans or goals that you have for this calendar year, things that you're working towards? Yeah. Um, you know, I want to, I want to stay consistent with my exercise. That's going to help me to do some of the other things that I want to do. Um, I'm, I'm working towards being able to get up to half marathon distances. Um, I would like to, I'm, I'm actually signed up for a 50 K, um, right now, which is, um, 31 miles. Uh, that's going to be something else, man. That's going to be something crazy. Um, you say that under your breath a little bit, like nobody on the podcast is going to hear you say it. I know. Right. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to believe it all myself. So, but there were pancakes. They were like, Hey, you know what? Every three miles, there's a station with pancakes. And I'm like, okay, well I can try this. This might be fun. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. So yeah, I'm going to, um, keep, keep training, keep working out. Uh, I want to get up to that half marathon distance. I would really like to be able to add some swimming in there. I, I am going, I've got my eyes on a couple different triathlons. There is, uh, an Olympic that I'd like to, to look at. Olympic distances are a little shorter than your half Ironman, but they're longer mm-hmm. than the sprints. So, um, I think that's a good intermediate area to shoot for. And I think that's something that I can have 
you know, by the summer. And then who knows, maybe the end of the year, I might look at something a little bit longer. We'll have to see what's going on um, and how I'm feeling. But, um, you know, those are my plans, just staying consistent and putting myself in a spot to be able to do more than I've ever done before. Gotcha, how about man. you, Johnny? What about you? I'm going to be honest with you, bud. I, um, by this summer, I, I, I want to, I want to lose another four inches in my waist. Like I, I, I want to be able to buy a whole new wardrobe this summer, uh, awesome. for, for the summer. Right. Um, right now I'm wearing a lot of drawstring shorts, like, you know, for the gym and for just bumming around and for, you know, going out, you know, cutting the grass, going for a walk, whatever. Um, and I'm, I really, I, I would love to, you know, by, by the beginning of summer, like by June 1st, um, this is, this is sort of the first, like dated goal that I've set for myself, uh, with regards to weight or size or, or dimensions or any of that kind of stuff physique. Um, but I do have that goal for my waist size at this point by, by this summer. And I may go less than that through the year. I, I may shoot less than that before the summer, or I may not quite get there before the summer, but by having that goal, I'm, I am going to be doing some intentional work with my nutrition and my fitness in order to try to reach that goal by June 1st. Um, outside of that, I just want to keep getting stronger, dude. The more I go to the gym when I'm doing that consistently, I feel so much stronger, more capable. I love feeling like I can lift and push and tug and pull and, you know, help people do things and, and not be the the guy that's struggling to like lift the other side of a box or something stupid like that. Right, so, right. Um, you know, it's just, as far as my consistency goal, I just, I want to be in the gym at least three days a week doing, uh, doing weight training too. So that's, that's what's on my uh, radar at this point. What I'm aiming for is sort of a six month goal at this point. Very cool. Are you maybe willing to talk about some of what you're going to, what you're planning to do, what you're in, you know, intentionally to get to that, that four inches goal. That's a, that's a lofty goal, man. That's you're not playing six, six months, four inches. That's a significant amount, especially for somebody who's been on the journey as long as you have been, because we're not, uh, neither of us, I think are plateauing, but that arc, that, that, um, dramatic drop in weight Mm -hmm. and size and shifting that is, uh, that looks very different than what it did when we both first started. So are you doing yeah. things different? What's your, what's your plan? Do you mind sharing? Yeah. So, so the, the weeks that I did the most walking and the most abdominal work, even like, you know, resistance based abdominal work, um, are the weeks that I saw the most change, um, in my waist size. And I, I really feel like that, that is, attributed to that as well as diet, you know, when my nutrition is, is lower in carbs and, and, you know, just simple, simple fatty, sugary, you know, stuff like that, um, makes a big difference as well. Like in my waist, I can, within a week at this point, my body is, will bounce quickly. Um, uh, I, not drastically, but enough so that I can tell like, Oh, yeah. I was lax this week and I can feel it right here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, I've been clean this week. I've done a lot of walking. I've done a lot of high knees, a lot of those, ty- that type of abdominal work, not just doing crunches, but doing a lot of high knee, you know, high stepping type, you know, um, almost like marching in place kind of, kind of workout, um, makes a difference for me in my waist size. So it may not necessarily, 
make me lose a ton of weight. But as far as my shape and my physique, those things make a big difference for me. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I just want to focus really heavy on, on that, you know, between now and this summer, I want to make sure that I've, I'm, I'm regularly, um, you know, cutting those extra sugars or breads and things and, and regularly walking. The more I walk, um, immobilize that part of my body. Like it just, it just makes a difference for me. So it's not a scientific thing. I haven't had a coach tell me this. It's just what I've noticed from my own activity over this last year. So that's, that's my plan. And if I don't start seeing some major change, you know, uh, or, or some continued change, you know, within the next three weeks, four weeks or whatever, um, you know, then I'll, I'll probably seek some expert advice on it, but I, I do feel like I can, um, decrease my abdomen a bit and my waist size by focusing on, uh, that aspect of my nutrition and that type of exercise. I love that you got a plan and you've got some ideas of what you want to do. And you're already, not that, um, not that I anticipate you're, you're not going to have success doing that, but I like the fact that you're already building in, in your head that, you know what, I've got a plan for when the, when, and if this does not work, I, you know, yeah. I, I may talk to somebody, I may go get some help beyond this. And mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I think it's a, another way that you've been intentional and very deliberate about approaching this goal. And I'm, I'm yeah. proud of you for that, man. That's a cool way to look at it. Well, man, it has been great catching up, Johnny. I've had a great time talking with you. It has been nice to share a little bit about my trip. It's been great to hear your voice and to listen to what you're doing and hear how you're being intentional and setting yourself up for success. Um, I'm excited about the next year. I'm excited about the next week. I'm excited about it all. I'm, I'm having a blast. I continue to have a blast. And I'm looking forward to the next time that you and I get to chat so we can share a little bit. I think that is a... Uh, uh, do the work Wednesday that's coming up here pretty soon. Absolutely, buddy. I appreciate you too. It is great catching up with you. Um, we do actually have a, a little giveaway that's being sponsored, not sponsored necessarily directly by Fluff the Buff, but that we're involved in with the ABSN community um, that, that we've been a part of doing some adventure stuff with. So I'm excited about that as well. That's coming up. If you're a listener and you haven't seen the post about the, uh, the giveaway uh, that we're doing at ABSN, go check that out. Whenever we have winners for that, we'll actually announce them here on the on the podcast as well so i'm excited about that well jake thank you for your time those of you who are listening we appreciate you as always and we look forward to catching up with you again here soon on fluff to buff bye everybody